everybody. Uh, welcome to the new year of 2022. Uh, I am your host of the Betting Matters podcast. That's no longer the Ball and Chain podcast. It's the Betting Matters podcast uh, here uh, sponsored by Zen Sports. So as we teased back in November, we have done a complete revamp of the uh, Ball and Chain podcast uh, to the Zen Sports Podcast Network, which now has four podcasts as part of it. Uh, my podcast that I'll be hosting is the Betting Matters podcast. Uh, John Dulai, our COO, is hosting a fast crypto podcast, everything related to crypto and NFTs. Uh, Jacob is doing the uh, Esports Forever podcast, everything related to gaming and esports. And uh, he's our GM of esports too. And Ali Milnicki, our marketing manager, is doing the Nothing But Locks podcast, a uh, picks and uh, betting tips uh, podcast. So we are super excited for the rebrand. My podcast is going to be kind of all things consumer and B2B. Uh, related to the sports betting and gambling world and sports world. Uh, so uh, excited to uh, get the rebrand uh, going uh, to start the new year. And what better way to kick off the brand new podcast uh, than with our good pal, Jess Uni. And so without further ado, let's welcome Jess back on the podcast. How are you today, Jess? I'm great. It's good to be back on here. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad for uh, I'm glad for you. T- I'm glad that you are our uh, our first guest uh, back on the rebrand here. It's super exciting to talk to you. It's been forever since you've been on the pod. I think it was actually uh, the NBA Finals, uh, so that was like six months ago uh, when you were on. And um, yeah, I mean, we got a ton a ton to get into here. So uh, first, uh, I think you know, since we're obviously huge uh, football fans, and we are about to wrap up the regular season here and get into the uh, playoffs. I think it's uh, probably best to first start with some uh, NFL uh, and football talk here. So of course, yeah, of course. So uh, why don't we first kick things off with um, each of our favorite teams and then we'll do a broader kind of uh, playoff uh, kind of predictive uh, uh, kind of deep dive here. So let's first start with my team and your team. So my team, of course, for those of you that don't know, is Packers. Uh, I'll agree with Packers. I am from Wisconsin, so I'm a diehard Packers fan. And Jess, because he is, uh, he likes to team hop, and he is a Tom, <laughs> and he is a Tom Brady fan. He is, as it stands today, a uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers fan. Uh, and so, well, I think we'll, uh, we'll, I'll be kind and we'll first start with, we'll, we'll go from lower seated teams and work our way up. So we'll start with your team first. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the Buccaneers, <laughs> the Buccaneers who I picked against them this last week, I picked the Jets to win in our confidence pool and I should have won that game. Um, you picked the Jets to outright win? I did pick the Jets to outright win. I'll tell you why. My logic was that uh, the Jets have been very, very frisky and especially frisky at home. And the, the Buccaneers have been actually quite bad on the road. Um, if you look at, especially the second half of the season, they've been terrible on the road. Yeah. Um, and been kind of lucky to eke out a couple of wins there. Um, and uh, I actually think, I, I think the Jets will make the playoffs next year. I think Zach Wilson's a real deal. Um, I'm not a huge Robert Sully fan uh, in terms of their coach, but they've got, they've got some talent on that team. Uh, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they uh, if they uh, made the playoffs next year. So yeah, I did actually pick them to win outright, and uh, I I made the right pick. Uh, just got unlucky, honestly, at the end. I picked I picked the uh, you I picked made the, the Ra- wrong pick because you picked against Tom. No, no, no. I picked the Ravens. <laughs> I picked the Ravens. I picked the Jets, and I picked the Chiefs, and I got screwed in each one of them in the last minute. I mean, just absolutely ridiculous. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that Chiefs one. That Chiefs one was tough. Ah, all three of them were BS. I mean, it's just yeah. what, anyway. So, okay, so you know, given what I just kind of said, that you know the, the Buccaneers have not been good on the road. Uh, they're not going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, in fact, they might even they might. They're as they sit right now as three seed. They would only have a home field uh, only have home field the first game, assuming there are no upsets along the way. So, and they've got a ton of injuries, especially on the wide receiver side. Uh, their defense is not the same as last year. Their defense can be had, uh, especially their pass defense and their secondary. So how do you, and, but yet they have a better record as of right now than they did last year. They are 12 and four last year. They finished 11 and five. Um, so uh, no matter what, they will have a better record than last year. 
So given all that, how do you feel about your team right now as of today heading into the playoffs? Um, you know, uh, probably about the same as I felt about them last year, <laughs> which I mean, honestly, honestly, it's probably even a little bit better than I felt about them last year. I mean, we have the uh, Rams playing the Niners next week. They could easily lose that game. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the Bucks really could sneak into the two seed uh, and get a first round bye, which obviously. No, 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 no more first round bye except for the top team. Packers are the only team with the first round bye this year. Oh, uh, wow. I am misinformed that. Um, well, it used to be, it used to be the top two seeds, but last year, once they increase it from six to seven playoff teams, uh, only the top seed uh, gets the bye now. Uh, okay, cool. But that'll help with, uh, that'll help with home field. Uh, I, th- I could see them getting that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. The defense stepped up last year in the playoffs. Uh, the defense wasn't that good all of the regular season last year. The offense was kind of in shambles. And so I don't really know how to gauge them right now because I don't know. I would have, I would not have said they would, would have won the Super Bowl last year, if you ask me at this time. Yeah, but uh, so things were very different last year. And this is the part I want to get into with the Packers a little bit. It's a little bit of a tease. But the, the big X factor last year for the playoffs was there were basically no fans um, for most of the games, um, with maybe 10% of them at uh, Lambeau Field. So given the, that there's going to be full stadiums packed with fans, having to go on the road for, of course, at least one game, but I think two, because I do think the Rams will win this weekend. Um, so how, how are you going to go on the road twice? Let's say it is on the road to LA and then on the road to Lambeau. How are you going to go on the road twice with stadiums full of fans and win both of those games? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be tough. I think one of the tough things is uh, the NFC is stacked mm-hmm. The AFC, the AFC has good teams for sure, um, but the NFC is stacked. Oh, the AFC is wide open. The AFC yeah. wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me in the AFC uh, if a seventh seed made it to the AFC championship game. Yeah, and, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, the seventh seed as it sits right now is the Chargers, so I could yeah. definitely see them winning a couple games. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They went on the road last year and did it. But yes, you are absolutely right. Uh, there wasn't the fans there. Obviously, that does make a difference. Mm-hmm. And the other big difference is their receiving core kind of got decimated. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we won't get into everyone's picked apart the Antonio Brown situation to death. So we're not going to get into that because by the time this podcast goes out, it's going to be uh, uh, Wednesday night. So we're recording this. Yeah, Thursday, yeah. Thursday. The Antonio Brown thing uh, was was crazy, uh, but does that hurt their chances? Probably because I mean, yeah, he got a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's not like it's not like he he was bad either. So they have Evans, and then the uh, I mean, the next wide receiver is going to be up in the air. Obviously, they got their two tight ends, but uh, if the defense doesn't step up like they did last year. I don't really see a chance to repeat that. That's kind of where I'm at. But at this point, I just never really count out Brady. Yeah. And and look, look, I I, I don't begrudge teams for getting a little bit of luck on the way to a title, because I think you need a little bit of luck on the way to a title. I mean, look at, you know, the Bucks winning with Kevin or with, uh, yeah, with uh, uh, Kevin Durant's big toe on the, on the three point line uh, to win, you know, if his two is like one size smaller, they might not win the title. So I don't, I don't begrudge (laughs) anybody from winning a title for a little bit of luck, but the Buccaneers did need, uh, Jared Cook to fumble that ball uh, against the Saints. And that was in a, uh, crowdless Superdome. And that is notoriously a super tough place to play. And of course, Lambo only had 8,000 fans at the game and he did have three interceptions in the second half and still won because Rodgers had a slightly above average game, not nothing great. So yeah. I just, I mean, and honestly, I actually, the Washington football team played pretty good in that game too last year. So I just, they'd have to have, I think, just so many things go right for them. I actually think they're the fourth best team in the NFC after Green Bay, uh, Los, uh, the Rams, and uh, Dallas, even though the uh, Cowboys are now in the fourth seed. 
whether or not they stay in the fourth season. You know, yeah, yeah. The Cowboys are so hit or miss sometimes, though. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Look, I mean, look, they <laughs> – I'm the first one to know that their coach is uh, going to be a hot mess in the playoffs and will do uh, a few things to screw things up for them. But um, talent-wise, I just I just believe they're better on defense. They're more aggressive on defense uh, than the Buccaneers. And it uh, doesn't mean they would for sure beat the Buccaneers in a, in a playoff game. I just I just think purely talent-wise, like kind of going down the list right now. So, okay, so let's say I uh, – okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go two scenarios here. Yeah. We'll say Buccaneers stay in the three seed. They will most likely get the, the Niners and the Eagles. Uh, well, that's for sure. They'll get one of those two teams if they're the three seed. And I would say, you know, in that case, the Rams would have won. Um, the I think the Saints will be – Atlanta. So that means they would play the Eagles uh, at home. I actually think, no, I don't think the Eagles will win, but I think they'll keep it relatively close. And I think Tampa Bay only wins by four to seven points there. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be, you know, just, you know, kind of a grinded out game at, at, at home. I don't think they blow them out or anything like that. And yeah. then of course, as mentioned, then they would have to go on the road to the ramp. So in that scenario, they obviously for sure win the first game, go to LA and I actually think that'll be a good game. I, I, I give them probably about a 45% chance of winning that game. Um, even though they lost the first time around in LA uh, during the regular season, I do think that they could, uh, I don't think they'd be favored. I think the Rams would be probably favored by three and a half or so, but I give them a 45 to 48% chance to win that game. Um, but I just, I look, I think the Packers are just, and we'll talk about them in a second. I just think the Packers are too good. I would be shocked at this point. And this isn't Homer. I, you know, glasses uh, here. I just, I just don't see them going to Green Bay this year and winning again. Yeah, I, I mean, the Packers have looked unbeatable recently. Yeah, and so then if the other situation happens where the Rams lose and the Buccaneers win, and so then <clears throat> the Buccaneers would jump up to the uh, two seed. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, they would. Uh, uh, da, 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 that means the Niners would win. That means they would still play the Eagles in the first round. So it's looking like almost for sure they are going to play the Eagles in the first round. Yeah. Um, I just don't see how they would uh, play the Niners. Some funky stuff would have to happen for them to play the Niners or the, the Saints at this point. So, um, so most likely the Eagles at home, most likely for sure win that game. And I guess if they're yeah, mostly, the okay. Eagles, the Eagles is a great first round game of everybody in the NFC. That's probably obviously the one to take. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'll win that game. But so then let's, the, this scenario is them in the second seed, which they, which means they win this weekend and the Rams lose this weekend. So um, in that case, they would host um, most likely uh, if the Rams drop down to 12 and five, if let's say the Cowboys win and they're 12 and five, I believe it is the Rams that have the uh, tiebreaker at that point. So Rams would be the three seed. So in that scenario, you're hosting the Rams for the uh, divisional round. That does change things. I do think Stafford is set and ready to be rattled on the road. Um, and he is a pick six machine. And so, um, I do think in that scenario, if you jump up to the two seed, so you should be rooting for the Niners this weekend. If the Buccaneers jump up to the two seed, uh, and host a divisional round game, then I do think you make it to the conference championship and play the Packers at Lambeau. Which we will be there together. Correct. Well, I did go to the game this last, uh, uh, against the Browns for Christmas Day. Uh, yeah, okay, fine, sure. If, if yes, I, maybe maybe we should do that because we didn't do this. We didn't do it last year because um, they had a limited number of fans. So I think that's right. You went to the uh, the Patriots Chiefs NFC champion or AFC Championship game back in what 2018. Yes, yeah, the overtime game. Yeah, you were at that game, right? Yep. So how much were tickets for that game? Were they, they you know, I, I paid I paid like eight hundred. Only eight hundred? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't too bad, honestly. And I was really? probably I, I was probably on the like twentieth row, give or take five rows. Twentieth row, what yard line? 
like 45 yard line. Oh, wow. Those are great seats. Yeah. They were amazing seats. Now it might be something similar because Lambeau field is not that expensive. Um, even for playoff games, just because, you know, it's Wisconsin things are cheaper there. Um, plus it's the cold and, um, you know, you, you don't, it's not like, uh, where you get a bunch of, where you get a bunch of celebrities going out to games. Like you yeah. Have to and at the Dallas. same time talking about cold, uh, in Kansas city, that game was like minus, Five degrees at kickoff. I think I do remember that one being pretty cold. Um, yeah, I think we should do that. I think if it's Packers, Buccaneers, NFC Championship game at Lambeau, I think we should go. Um, and uh, and that would be a that would be a good uh, that would be a good revenge game for sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so so let's fun. let's shift our attention to the Packers. Uh, and talk good. about them for a second. So uh, I did have Packers Bills as the as my prediction for the Super Bowl this year. I'm not feeling very good about the Bills. I think they've got some issues, which we can talk about the AFC in a minute. Um, But um, holy cow, I think Brian Gutekunst, who's the GM of the Packers, deserves a ton of credit for plugging and playing a lot of guys, uh, you know, based on injuries, based on COVID, based on whatever have you out there. I Um, agree. I agree. There were a few times it was like, the Packers, the Packers were just looking terrible, especially on the defensive end. They just keep winning. Right. Well, and, and they keep plugging in guys. So the Basul Douglas signing has got to be one of the top signings in the last two or three years um, for him to have five interceptions at this point. And he was cut by three different teams, you know, in the past year, and including the Cardinals, who he had a game-winning interception against on Thursday night back in October. Yeah. Uh, you just got to go – you know, wow. I mean, such a good job, but even on the offensive line, I mean, I mean, everybody hurt uh, on the offensive line. Now, part of that's Rogers is getting the ball out to him quickly. So, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, but, uh, but, but doing a great job there, you know, the Cobb signing before he got hurt was great. Obviously you have, a, I, I'm going to just come out right now and say, you have a hall of famer wide receiver, Devontae Adams. He's going to hall. Yeah, of, of course he is. Yeah, he is. Um, so you got that. And obviously, you know, Top, I'll say top 10 quarterback of all time. I know he's kind of 10 to 12 ish, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but um, I think he's uh, Russo, uh, Mad Dog said it best this week. He's sharp as a tack right now. Uh, he's not missing. Uh, he's in perfect sync with the offense. Look, yeah, honestly, I've, I haven't missed one of their games for a couple of weeks and he is scary right now. I actually like, he's always good, but I don't remember a time where he's looked this consistently good. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think, you know, the, the fact that they have such a pair of weapons uh, for running backs just takes a ton of pressure off, um, you know, with Dylan and uh, uh, Jones. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's those are just perfect running backs in this kind of weather, especially Dylan. I mean, I don't know if you saw him after the Sunday night game, he's walking out with uh, just a, <laughs> a bare chest and overalls uh, to do the uh, post-game interview outside. Uh, he actually lives in Door County. Uh, which is, which is, you know, right outside um, Green Bay. So it's pretty crazy, but yeah, they just have the right makeup on the team and they've got enough on defense now. So it used to always be, you know, Rogers had to carry the load. Their defense wasn't very good. You know, they had to win games in a shootout. If he didn't play amazing, they couldn't win the game. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's different now this year. They've got their defense is solid enough that, um, that he, he, he just needs to be pretty good and they'll win. Um, they're not going to, in my opinion, have any crazy mental lapses like they had last year in the NFC Championship game with Kevin King at the end of the first half. Um, I don't think Jones is going to have a fumble again like he did at the beginning of the second half in that game. And just a lot of weird stuff kind of happened. And there yeah. were no fans, like I said, you know, or barely any fans at that game. Um, and so I, I just I just think this team is built for it. And then I think if they get to the Super Bowl, I think I think that he wins it. I think the one team, of course, that could derail that is, is the Chiefs just because of the homes. Um, but I think they're built to win in January. They're built to win at home in January. So barring something really unforeseen, I just, at this point, would you say it's fair that you'd be shocked if the Packers don't make the Super Bowl this year? Uh, shocked? No. No, because the NFC is that good, in my opinion. But do I think they have over 60% chance? Yeah. Yeah, that's about what I'll give them. Okay. But put Tampa Bay aside for a second because that's your team. 
Do you really see the Rams going in and winning at Lambeau? They lost in the divisional. We beat them in the divisional round last year. We beat yeah, them at I home know. again this I year. I know, but the, I mean, the Rams could beat anybody on any given day. Yeah, but that's, hang on. But, 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 well, but, but hang on a second, though. Is, we, hey, we, is Jerry Alexander going to be back? Uh, he will be, yes. For the playoffs, good. Yes, he will be. But anyways, we manhandled them in the playoffs last year, 32 to 18. Wasn't really close. Uh, we even though we only won by eight points in the regular season this year, that wasn't really close. I mean, they had no chance for the Rams had no chance pretty much from the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> let's keep in mind, Stafford has never, and I mean zero times, ever won a playoff game, right? So even if he wins the wild card weekend, um, I, I, just, I, I, I don't I just, know. I feel like the Rams are just better than they were back then. First off. First off, Henderson was their running back back then. Now you have Sony Michelle running really well. Uh, you have Odell Beckham Jr., who obviously has turned himself into a weapon on the team. Uh, and you got a few more pieces on defense. I, I just think that's a completely different game. And I think I think they've got the talent to beat anybody in the day. Well, I know it was a regular season, but what happened then during the regular season then this year? We still pretty much kicked the crap out of them. And no, the team- no, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking at that regular season game. Michelle wasn't the primary running back. They had no, no Odell Beckham Jr. And they had no Von Miller. No, Odell Beckham played in the game. That was his, I think it was the first game that he played was against us. Yeah, he definitely played in that game. He had a touchdown. Okay. Yeah, but- yeah, I guess, uh, I guess the biggest difference is that is Michelle and Miller. Hmm. Yeah, so let me just check from the box score here. Michelle went three for 14. Yeah, exactly. Well, so I don't know. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I mean, you can say he's going to be featured more, but that doesn't really, I guess, scare me. Um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think the defense got a little bit better. Donald has – we have always handled Donald very, very well, like always. I mean, he has never played well against the Packers. Um, he's, uh, I, I mean, our offen- offensive line, even their makeshift offensive line, has done a very good job against him. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's been terrible against us. We've burned him all day long after down the field, like every time we play against him. So I'm not worried about him at all. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just not scared of them. And you gotta, you gotta think about that. That does matter too. So a, the fact that Stafford's never won a playoff game. Yes. He will have won a playoff game if he gets to Lambo, because that means he will have won the round but uh, especially if it's in the divisional round i'm not scared of him in any way shape or form like i mean i don't know i just like you got to prove it to me he's a pick six machine waiting to happen i mean could he like play crazy good i guess but i just at this point i just i just find it really hard to believe that rogers and the packers are going to be denied getting the super bowl now if they get to the super bowl and end up playing the chiefs and mahomes just goes totally off could they lose sure okay i get that i think I really think that's the only scenario where they don't win it all is, is that I, I but I'm going to answer my own question. Yeah. Is, yeah. And I see where you're coming from and I think it's more likely, but to just count the Rams out, I do see the Rams having the potential to win in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do see the bucks. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more, I'm more scared of the Cowboys at, at home, but uh, with the fact that McCarthy is coaching, the reason why I know we would beat them. But in terms of just pure talent, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a I match. I would the Packers' first game, right? Uh, I think it could be. You're right. It could be the divisional round. Although, you know, here's what's funny about that. I mean, right now the matchup is four or five Cardinals at Cowboys again. I think the Cow- I think the Cardinals would beat them again. I, now that I picked. I picked the Cardinals to beat the Cowboys. Ooh, I got that one right. Yeah. I got yeah, that one right. I would not be surprised at all if the Cowboys lost in the uh, wild card round. Um, first of all, their home field advantage sucks. I mean, they have no home field advantage. Yeah. That stadium is a haven for visiting teams all the time. Um, and uh, so, I'm, I mean, I think it's 50-50 whether they get out of the wild card round. No, I agree with that. In right. fact, the Cardinals might even be favored in that game. Uh, they won't be favored, but it'll be really close. It'll be like Cowboys minus one, minus one and a half, something like that. Yeah. Right. So, so, okay. Well, look, I mean, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree a little bit. I think you're, I think we're both on the same page about Tampa. I think we're mostly on the same page about Green Bay, but you think the Rams uh, would actually have a chance at Lambeau and I do not. Um, and okay. I, will, I will stay in the category of 
being shocked, uh, shocked if the Packers don't make the Super Bowl. So let's switch over then to the AFC. Let's break this down. Let's break this one down a little bit. So the AFC is less top heavy, right? Less great teams at the top, but probably a little bit deeper, uh, one through seven, one through eight. And so right now we have the seating is as follows. Titans one, Chiefs two, Bengals three, Bills four, Patriots five, Colts six, and Chargers seven with uh, the Chargers Raiders game on Sunday night being a uh, loser leaves town, winner moves on game, which is why it's the NBC Sunday night game. So first and foremost here, uh, I think the Titans, uh, now look, I get they've had a lot of injuries, I get they don't have Derrick Henry, but come on, this has to be the worst number one seed that we have seen in, I, I just can't even remember. I, I mean, I'm trying to go back and think maybe one of those Chargers teams uh, that had the one seed back in the Marty Schottenheimer days, but holy shit, this team is just not good. How is this team a one seed? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I agree with that. They, uh, it, do we know if Henry's going to be back for the playoffs? Uh, probably, probably. Yeah. I mean, with Henry, they're capable of beating teams just because they're such a grindy team but at the same time yeah I can't remember a worse one seed they I I don't know they win you know what I mean you can give it to them they win games but man they win ugly oh yeah and I I I, and I don't know how they 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 killed the Chiefs in the earlier matchup this year they killed them I mean it was like I don't know 27 to 6 or something crazy like that I mean, yeah, they, just, they, they destroyed the Bills. And that, that really is the key difference, right? The Chiefs win that game. They're 12 and 4 instead of 11 and 5. The Titans are uh, 10 and 6 instead of 11 and 5. So that, that changes the whole course of everything. Right now, they're both 11 and 5, and the Titans have the edge because they beat the Chiefs, you know, I guess rightfully. So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted at that. Even if they get that back, I mean, would anybody listening to this podcast be surprised if they got crushed in the divisional round? No. I sure as hell wouldn't be. No. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely could lose that first game. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, they have probably one of the worst home – I mean, if you think Dallas has a bad home field advantage, Tennessee, oh, my God, that's that's probably the least scary place in the NFL to go to for a playoff <laughs> game. Tennessee? I mean, come on. I mean, it's just – you know, and Tannehill doesn't scare me in the least. I just, yes, I get Vrabel's a good coach and he's probably going to win coach of the year and he should. Um, so, you know, they do have a good coach, you know, for that, uh, for, and their defense is, you know, their run, especially their run defense is pretty solid. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just, uh, that, that every year in the divisional round, there is one home team that gets it handed to them. And I think, I think that's the one waiting to happen. I really just yeah. do. Um, so even if they drop to the two seed and they play at home, I just uh, – and I get that, again, the, the AFC is a little bit more wide open, um, but, but you know, that that's kind of it, right? I mean, um, you know, I just – I still think Kansas City is a harder place to go to. Um, so, anyways, let's, let's break this down a little bit. So, Chiefs – or the Titans, excuse me, I'm not sold on. Chiefs, uh, I still think they're the best team in the AFC. I still think they're the team to beat. And even if they have to go on the road, right now they're the two seed. Even if they, they are. Yeah, even if they have to go on the road, and and it's one versus two. So if it's Kansas City at ten, uh, Tennessee, I I I believe Chiefs are favored by three to four in that game. Um, so everyone seems to be kind of semi sold on Cincinnati being a dark horse going to the playoffs. My big first of all, they have, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the AFC, and I've shifted from Jer. Uh, uh, from yeah, from uh, Allen to uh, uh, Joe Burrow. I that. think that's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then the question is, um, can he like lead them to the AFC Championship game? I don't think the Bengals secondary is anything to be um, anything to write home about. I just, I just don't. Um, I think the Bengals um, secondary. I, I agree with that. I agree with that, but man, they can put up points. Right. So, yeah, no, no, for sure. And 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 Jamar Chase is 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 amazing. And Joe Burrow is second best quarterback in the NFC. He's a top four to five quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I just don't believe in the playoffs that outgunning teams wins. And so I mean, Jason Point, the Packers, right? No, you know, you're right. You're right. Right. So that's a team that wins in the first round. 
you know, if they're hosting potentially the Chargers or the Raiders uh, or even the Colts, I mean, they definitely, in my opinion, win that first round. But I think they really struggle if they go to Kansas City. I just do. I think the Chiefs have a better defense. I don't think they're. Great I, I don't think they're going to beat Kansas City by any means. No, no, and that's probably where they would go. So I was saying, sit right now. The Bengals, if there's no other upsets, would go to. Um, well, actually, even if there are other upsets, the, if the Bengals win and the Chiefs win and the seeds stay as is, the Bengals would go to Kansas City. Yeah. So I don't see them winning that game. Um, so, so let's, let's talk about fourth. Let's just lump four through eight together in the AFC. Um, so we don't have to break down each potential game. Let's lump the bills, the Patriots, the Colts, the chargers and the Raiders into one. Okay. Um, do you see any of them potentially getting to the AFC championship game? And let's say they play the Titans. Okay. And, and then theoretically they can win because we think the Titans are a little bit of fool's gold. Bills, Patriots, Colts, Chargers, Raiders. And I guess we should put the Seahawks in there because they technically could get in there. And I'm not going to talk about the Ravens because the odds of them getting in are super slim. Do you see any of those teams having a chance to run the table and get all the way to the Super Bowl? Bills, Patriots, Colts, Uh, Chargers, Raiders, Steelers, Ravens. No. Short, short answer. No, I'm looking at it like the Patriots are good. I think they're playing well, but I don't think you can just, I don't know, I guess they like rely on your defense in the running game because obviously Matt Jones is decent, but relying on him to pull out a playoff game when you need to, I just don't see it. Uh, the Colts have the same issue. I, I don't know. I feel like those two are down near the same team. Uh, Chargers, you know, the Chargers are, are just way too inconsistent. I don't think they can win yeah. three games in a row to do it, even though they do play the Chiefs just about as good as anybody in the league does. Um, the Raiders, absolutely not, and the Steelers, absolutely not. So I actually have the Raiders winning this uh, weekend uh, against the Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers – well, the Chargers' defense is dead last in the entire NFL. Yeah, uh, what, so, is, what is the line on that? Uh, well, I think it's the Raiders by a few. Um, I'll have to double-check. Um, I'm checking right now. So, but the reason why is because I do think the Raiders' defense is slightly better. Not a lot, but slightly better. And I think uh, for Char- all – Chargers by three. Chargers by three. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. okay. I see a ton of value in that. Two, two and a half to three. I see a ton of value in that. I think the I think the Raiders, I think the Raiders went outright. Um, and they for sure cover. So thank you for uh, updating us on that. I will definitely be uh putting the bet on the Raiders plus three for that one. Look, the Raiders have a terrible home field bench, so that that's that goes out the way though. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, that's true. And look, Herbert is certainly, I think, a better theoretical quarterback than 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 Carr, but Carr is experienced enough where he can do He's some fine. kind of yeah, some kind of wily, crafty things to stay in the game. And I do think the Raiders defense is just a smidge better. I actually believe that uh what is uh the Raiders coach, the guy that Bill Simmons calls uh the pit boss, uh because he does look he actually does look kind of like a uh pit boss guy on the sidelines. Uh, whatever his whatever the interim coach is the guy I actually think he's pretty good I actually think he's he's he he doesn't screw things yeah. up yeah he doesn't screw things up and I think that um uh god now I'm blanking on the uh on the Chargers coach here uh it is uh Brandon Staley yeah I mean he's he's toned down his going for it on fourth and five every time that he's at on fourth down he's toned that down <laughs> a little bit He's toned that down a little bit, so that's good. But uh, but I just I, I still think he's it, it's not you know he's not the next Sean McVay he's not he's not the next Matt Lafleur he's not the next Kyle Shanahan he's still got a lot to learn and believe it or not I do believe uh, that uh, oh yeah Rich uh, Bisaccia oh yeah well, he is definitely he is the uh, he is the pit boss uh, he is the crafts pit boss on the sideline. 
uh, calling shots for the Raiders. Oh man, you gotta Google, gotta Google this guy, Rich Passaccia. No, I'm, I mean, I'm if, looking at him right if, now. If he doesn't, if he doesn't scream, uh, you know, <laughs> mob. Pit boss, <laughs> Raiders on the sideline guy. I mean, I don't know what does, but uh, he he is he is that person. And uh, but he's actually pretty good. He's he's pretty good. He knows he knows what's going on. So uh, maybe that's why he's a pit boss, right? Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, like I can see it, and you're kind of selling me on putting a wager down this week. <laughs> Well, okay, I did. I did on our internal monthly betting contest that we have here at Zen Sports. Uh, I did pick the Raiders plus eight and a half uh, against the Colts. Uh, that was, I thought, the steal of the year. Yes, that that was a steal. I I was on that as well. That was a joke. I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, I didn't expect the Raiders to win outright. But I'm like, there's no way they lose this game by more than eight and a half. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was easy money. There. Oh yeah, even just their offense is good enough to like you know put points on the board and have a backdoor cover or something at some point. I'm like, give me a break. Um, but I mean, if you're gonna give them three points down, look, I actually think they play a little bit better on the road because I think their home field advantage sucks. Because uh, I mean, they're new to Vegas and they don't have any like true true fans. But uh, I, I I think that's a bit of a slap in the face to them. I think I think they have, I think I think the Raiders have a little bit more toughness to them. I think I think the I think the Chargers are a little bit of a finesse team, and they are a little bit too cute in how they do things, and they don't they're not a real rugged smash mouth like hit in your face team. And I'm not saying the Raiders are necessarily that, but they're more so that than the Chargers are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They could definitely smack them on the nose this week. I uh, I don't know. I'm on that one for sure. Yeah, I mean, plus three. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of betting recently. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about that? Why don't we segue into that next? So, how cool. has how has your NFL betting gone so far this season? Because we haven't talked at all for the entire NFL season. By the way, fans, yeah. we, we uh, wait, 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 wait. Before you answer that, yes. we are going to be doing a weekly pod every week uh, on Sunday or Monday night after each uh, week of the uh, uh, regular season NFL playoffs here. So, for the next month. At least you've got Jess and I, five weeks. Uh, so why don't you bring us up to speed and how has your betting gone during the regular season, Jess? Oh, the NFL. The NFL has been hit or miss for sure. I made a lot of money on the NBA and college basketball, actually. But uh, Sunday, I made $1,600 on the NFL. So, Wait, how much did you make? 1600 On the NFL? So that's good. So what were your picks this past weekend? Um. So I actually hit a teaser, uh, like a 14 teaser. Uh, and I hit the 49ers by 13 and a half, and they got a garbage time field goal to cover. <laughs> Literally the only reason why they kicked it is they couldn't run off enough time. <laughs> right. So I, I actually sneaked out on that one. I pushed on the bills. Uh, I had the Packers, um, which obviously that was money line or no, that, that the spread, which was, yeah. yeah. Was that, like 12 and a half. Um, yeah. E- easiest thing ever on that one. And then, uh, and, and I actually hit a parlay. I've been, I've been hitting a few parlays recently that have been pretty lucky, but yeah, it turned into a good day. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. So <clears throat> then why has the NBA gone so well for you? I don't know. I, I, uh, I've been running a little bit of a system recently and I use it on the NFL, but, uh, it's been less consistent on the NFL. Uh, the NBA has just been hitting. So there's a few, uh, I guess rules that I go by in, in the system that I use uh, to make bets. Uh, well, I mean, mostly it's a model. Mostly it's a model that I use uh, based off uh, a few different, like, research items. Uh, and so I've been going off of that. So if my model tells me to pick a team, I do a, a little bit of due diligence on the back end. And uh, that's where I've been putting all my bets. And the NBA has been surprisingly consistent 
through all the inconsistencies in the NBA for the past month. So are you willing to share with our audience what your rules are? What, 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 what the, what are, what your rules are? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if I, do. I don't want anybody to. <laughs> okay. You don't have to go into specifics. Uh, well, Can the, you the give us a is, high the level. Is the model. You're obviously familiar with models. That's the biggest, that's the biggest uh, thing that I go off. So, there's there's a model i actually didn't build the model a guy that i know built it uh i've i've kind of helped like refine it a little bit uh but it has been a really good model so i go off that and then a few of the other rules i i look for uh sharp money and i think i think those are the two biggest rules is one the model has to pick it and it has to be a good enough edge that the model's telling me. And if the edge is big enough, I'll go do research on the teams. Obviously just your due diligence research, like, like who's in, who's out, especially with right now with COVID, uh, what are we looking at? And then two, uh, I follow sharp money. And if the sharps are backing my edge as well, uh, I will go there. So that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. I know, I know sharp, betting isn't like that consistent, but I felt like it has been consistent uh, in accordance with my model. So if both of those things are kind of on the same page, I've been hitting a lot. My, uh, my units right now, uh, I don't know, my, my units are about a hundred and I'll go anywhere from one to five units per bet. Uh, and I'm up probably about $6,000 in December. Nice. 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 So is it a matter of just getting to the fastest information to the information as fast as possible um, in terms of who's going to be out, who's not, because obviously there's a lot of change and movement there and that can be tough for, that can be tough for the books to keep up. Uh, no, no, I probably should get better on that, but typically, typically all my bets are put out anywhere between like three and 4 p.m. Eastern time of the day of, I usually don't bet next day games, especially because of that. Obviously if I get some info quick on a same day, like, like uh, players going to be out with COVID in the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, then I want to jump on that line quick. For instance, uh, there was a lot of uh, speculation on, on this uh, LSU game. It wasn't necessarily COVID related. It's going on right now. LSU K state, uh, LSU was trying to get uh, their freshman quarterback, their redshirt freshman quarterback to play because they don't have a quarterback on their team because everybody either entered the transfer portal or uh, started preparing for the draft. And so they were petitioning the NCAA to let this kid play without burning his redshirt. Most, most of the sources that I read said that that wasn't going to happen, which means that their next uh, available option was going to be a wide receiver playing quarterback for them tonight. And so the line, the line had already moved from plus one to minus seven for K-State, uh, but we were still waiting on that last piece of info. Uh, so I put money on it at minus seven uh, last night, actually. And earlier today, we found out that the red shirt wasn't going to be able to be burned. So the wide receiver was starting and they're down 21-7 at half. So like there, there's a lot of edges right now that you can find with news. Uh, but mostly, mostly it's kind of just been day of picks that are just fitting the system that I've been running. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so uh, NBA, college football, a little bit of NFL, uh any college basketball yes a lot of college basketball a lot of college basketball bowl bowl season for college football was great especially Mm -hmm. like i feel like bowl season was kind of a shit show this year because so many players were opting out i i hit a actually a 10 unit bet on uh western michigan uh against nevada and nevada essentially was starting their practice squad on offense, their defense was staying the same, but their, their running backs were the only thing that stayed the same. Their wide receiver core that they started had caught 
a total of 15 passes all year. Uh, so there's been a lot of easy, easy calls. So I got, I got Western Michigan at minus seven and put 10 units on a thousand dollars. And, uh, they, they ended up winning by like 28 or mm-hmm. something like that. So I, I don't know. Call it, I'm actually super interested in bowl season next year because the, the, it just feels like bowl season this year was crazy. It, um, just with all the players opting out of the games. So it made it impossible to hop on any early lines. Uh, but yeah, the, the majority of bets I'm doing, obviously I'm big on Sundays every week on the NFL. I've always got a lot of money waiting on Sundays. I'll usually have a, in between a thousand and two thousand lines. The lines are tighter on the NFL, right? I mean, it's just hard. Yes. yes. I, I, I'm definitely not great at the NFL. <laughs> it's tough. Like, the NFL is tough. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL is the hardest. In my opinion, uh, college basketball is the biggest moneymaker. It has been consistently for me for the past two years. Uh, I feel like when you get some of those uh, like lower tier conference games, uh, you can find a little bit more edges and the lines aren't quite as tight on the NFL with so much money going on it. And so college basketball is like pretty much hands down my favorite sport to bet on. I've definitely got money every day on college basketball, but the NBA has been surprisingly good for me this year. Right. That, no, that makes sense. What about the NHL? Do you bet at all on hockey? No, no. no <laughs> I, I don't bet Why not? Time. Why? You know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think the big thing is I don't, I don't know much about the NHL. So like, I don't know when we're talking NFL and NBA, like I know players, I know teams, uh, college basketball, I'm getting really familiar with and the sports I know uh, when it comes to hockey, there's just so much in the dark that I don't know. I just haven't delved into it. Do you bet? Well, uh, I love the plus one and a half. I mean, it, Here's the thing with the plus one and a half. You, if, 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 if the team with plus one and a half scores a goal, it is almost impossible to lose. Not impossible, but almost impossible to lose. And that makes it extremely, if you can just, if you can just find the right one and a half on that, I mean, it makes it very, very, uh, very. Yeah, that's true. See, that's something that I've never heard. I've never talked to anybody. I've never done research on NHL. Yeah, because obviously anything that's a half would be a, a money line, right? So uh, point uh, goal spreads are always one and a half, always. Um, they have to be, I mean, otherwise it would just, like I said, be a money line. So if you can get the put, now, now the odds are usually, so I like decimal odds. The odds are usually like 1.4 to 1.6, something like that. So you're not getting you know, huge odds, but if you find, if you find any reasonable kind of, um, you know, edge on the, on the one and a half there, um, you know, you can really, really be in great shape. Now you do have to worry about the, the empty net goal at the end. So that can yeah. screw you over. Yeah, yeah. That, can, that can screw you over. So you have to a little bit be worried about that, but, uh, but the, the plus one and a half in hockey is a, I think, I think it's a, a fantastic, a very, very, underrated bet we'll put it that way hmm so that's actually a good point i know a few guys who do bet on hockey i've just never done into it the uh the goal games uh they scare me a little bit soccer soccer and hockey just feel so inconsistent uh yeah i wouldn't touch soccer yeah yeah and that that's the whole reason is it's like i mean you can have a million shots on goal but yeah, 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 yeah. the goal is blocking them then and the other right. team is one shot on goal you can still lose it's like that's can, right I, I i don't know it just it, yeah it, so the it, one it, thing yes the one thing with betting with hockey if you get a hot goalie one or the other you can really get into trouble there yeah yeah exactly exactly so those are why the, i've delved away from those sports i i don't know i guess i need to do more research on them but i just feel a lot more comfortable in basketball oh it makes sense it makes sense it makes sense i don't bet on baseball either by the way uh so i don't bet on baseball but um i i, I we've had a lot of people on the podcast that love it uh and i think especially in the over-unders um you know you can really really um, do quite well on them. Uh, but that requires, I think, much more advanced statistical modeling. Um, and you got to yeah. bet it every, you got to bet it every single day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I could see an over under model 
in baseball working out really well. That might yeah, be something I want to look into because it feels more consistent than teams winning by a certain amount. In baseball. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. But you do still have to bet it most days because it's obviously a high volume sport. Um, yeah. So if you only, if you only do it once in a while, it's, it's, it's a tougher one. Uh, so uh, the world wants to know, so you are uh, potentially moving to Miami, which is of course yeah. my new hometown. So yeah. walk the audience through why you are interested in moving to Miami. I, I mean, mostly it's just for work. Uh, not nothing too crazy, nothing too exciting. Other but why that. would work be great for you here? Uh, I sell solar. So, well, it's, it's pretty sunny here, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean, it's sunny in all of Florida. That's why I'm in Florida in the first place. Is uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the Sunshine State. So, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the big reason. And so, I, 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 yeah wait I so you don't want to move to alaska selling solar that doesn't exactly. work too much. Well. you know the, the sun <laughs> shining for like two hours a day or whatever uh but anyway the uh um uh, in florida it's just i had the opportunity that to either make it miami or tampa obviously tampa was the was the first uh place i got assigned to that was more of an assignment but then miami opened up uh, essentially they asked me if I wanted to stay in Tampa or go to Miami. And I was like, well, I mean, let's get a change of scenery. Uh, let's go, uh, let's go watch the heat play and <laughs> let's go hang out with uh, watch, watch the heat lose to the bucks again. Is that why? <laughs> All right. So, uh, everyone obviously on this pod knows that I moved to Miami back in October. Um, we'll, I'll start with what you just said. So, I mean, the F- FTX arena where the heat play, uh, is, you know, relatively close to where I live. I live in Brickell. And um, it is just, I mean, <laughs> this city, I, I, I'm going to go on my uh, little Miami fanboy uh, rant here for a second. I, this city is so goddamn fucking beautiful. I mean, it is, it is just, it is, is so nice on so many levels. And obviously it used to be, of course, a great vacation spot, a party spot and all that stuff, but it also is alive and vibrant and has energy and is great for business and commerce and tech and, you know, uh, and, and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's, it really is, in my opinion, the future, and I'll go, I'll go so far as to say futuristic city of the United States, of North America. Um, one issue I have with the United States in general, I'm obviously American, so I'm okay with saying this, is this country is kind of old fashioned in a lot of things, right? You go to a lot of cities and they're not very advanced. Whereas you go to Tokyo, you go to Singapore, you go to Taipei, you know, the, Hong Kong, these are advanced cities with advanced technologies and advanced, you know, just ways of doing things. And you come to the U.S. and it's you know, you got nice cities, fun cities, but they're not like, they don't, you don't feel like you're in the future. Miami, uh, you feel a lot in a lot of ways like you're in the future. Obviously, Brickell, you got all the skyscrapers, you got all the, you know, the towers and everything like that. So it looks like you're in a futuristic city, just that. But even if you go to Miami Beach and you go to, or you go to Midtown and you go, or you go to, um, you know, even, I don't know, uh, Coral Gables, right? Uh, or, or definitely Wynwood, right? You, you just feel like you're with people that are thinking more advanced and in the future. And um, maybe they're not always right, but you see the wheels turning in their head. You see them thinking about things in a different way and in an advanced way. And I've always wanted to be a vanguard in terms of how and where I live. It's why I moved from Wisconsin to San Francisco back in 2001. And uh, ultimately why I moved to Miami is I believe that Miami, I believe I'm, when I'm in Miami, I feel like I'm 10 years into the future, maybe 15. And that this is the future for the next two decades. And of course, hopefully maybe beyond that. And that's exciting. It, it feels great to be in the middle of the future. 
And, and so certainly there's people that don't want that. That's fine. They can stay in Omaha. Sorry to the people of Omaha, but I just, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just love being in the middle of the future. And so I think the thing, if you do move here that you're going to find is that whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's solar panels, NFTs, uh, uh, you know, working in a coffee shop, you just feel a different vibe. The same vibe I felt in San Francisco in the early to mid to late 2000s, from 2001 to 2012, 2013, and that I'm now feeling here in Miami. And that is for me, the thing that's most exciting. So that I hope you move. yeah, I hope you move here. I think you're gonna love it. I would be shocked if you came here and said, this isn't for me. I would be absolutely I, blown I, away. I, I agree, I agree. And it is, it is like a fact, like I am definitely moving there April 1st. Well, that's awesome to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for you in, in that move. Um, I'm excited to hear that, you's, that you're saying that you want to come here. Um, it, we, we, the, you build up great ecosystems and great cities by having more amazing talent come there. And you're an amazing talent. And so, um, yeah. And, and so uh, we want you here. We want you here. We want you helping build the future of the city. I'm 100% behind yeah, it. I want to help. I want to help build the future of Zansport. So, so. <laughs> well, over there, brother. Yeah, you never know. I mean, maybe we, yeah, exactly. We can uh, bring you on for something. We got some really exciting stuff coming uh, on the NFT and DeFi side. Yeah, when is the NFT month. drop? Yeah, we've got, uh, well, it's not official yet, but uh, we are going to be launching the website later this month. Uh, and uh, we're uh, targeting, uh, targeting, March uh, to, to do the NFT drop. So um, very excited. I'll give a little teaser out there for those of you that want to know. It is going to be about the athlete of the future. Uh, that's all I can say right now. <clears throat> uh, in a few weeks, we'll have the full website up uh, with all the details, um, but it's going to be about the athlete of the future. Uh, and we are, uh, we're excited to, uh, to promote that and to build that. And it's coming, uh, it's coming everyone's way in a few weeks. Nice. I'm actually super excited for that. Uh, me too. I mean, I'm just. You guys have you know, a, an initial price on them? Uh, we're targeting uh, 0.08 ETH, uh, which is whatever, a uh, few hundred bucks right now, uh, based on current Ethereum prices. So, nice. Yeah. 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 Very, very excited for, uh, for what that's going to bring, um, you know, to the, to the community. And, uh, from a branding perspective, it should be, should be great. So last thing I'm going to wrap up with here, uh, Hub Arkush, who is one of the writers for uh, the Chicago Bears or Chicago or whatever it might be. Uh, he came out today and said that he will not vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did in being the MVP. And so let's wrap up with saying, Hub Arkish, you are a moron. <laughs> Nobody cares what the owner of the Bears acts like uh, in his personal life. And if you have a problem with that, you're a fucking idiot. That's pretty much all there is to say about it. In yeah, two colors. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not the gauge. That's not the gauge of the award. Guys getting roasted on Twitter, and uh, I am not normally one for piling on, but in this case, because it's not a, uh, I don't know, like a real life thing, it's a sports thing, uh, I am fully supportive of piling on Hub Arkish, who is a fucking moron for his take <laughs> on why he is not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP. He should have his MVP stripped and taken away, and uh, looking forward to... Uh, the future owner of the Bears owning the Bears some more. Yeah, future. yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy though. What a dumb thing to say. Idiot, just idiot. So with that, so we are going to be back on. Let's plan on Monday night, releasing Tuesday morning of next week. And this has been an amazing uh, rekindling of our uh, podcast, Jess. Uh, thank you a million times for being on. Uh, as always, you are the best guest that we ever have. Uh, and uh, can't thank you enough. 
and uh, you won't have to wait another six months to hear Jess. He'll be back on next week. And yeah, I, I thought you forgot about me, Mark. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna be back. We're gonna be back on. Uh, every, and you know what? We may we may we may just need to make this a weekly thing, even past uh, the NFL season. So, um, but for sure, for sure, for sure, for the next six weeks, there's no advance of us about it. So um, let's do it. And let's let's cash in that uh, that Raiders money line, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah for all of you here's uh sorry to Allie for her nothing but locks pick the pick of the week this week is the raiders plus three at home you can you can book you can book that one right here to all <laughs> to all of our betting matters uh listeners out there we thank you for everything uh have a wonderful amazing week and we will talk to you next week have a great night Jess. okay you too mark thank you